Why, hello there, Dom. Oh, oh, did I catch you on the phone? Oh, yeah, sorry, that's man. okay. Uh, oh, what, what's the deal? To paraphrase the Beatles, tomorrow's my fit day. Happy <laughs> fit day to me. <laughs> oh, man. I would Happy sing, but all I like you too much. I uh, torture I you with my voice. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to we want to chase people off, you know. They no, definitely don't no. need to see that side of you. I know. Yeah, it's enough to have to listen to us and, and hear from us all that time. So yeah, good stuff. Well, how you doing, sir? It's uh, you know, limping past wild card weekend. Uh a little a little rough on the gridiron for both of us. You got the uh, over my shoulder. Oh, there it is. Still Steelers we proud. Got, we got we got some work to do, we got the construction hat. We gotta do some. Go. We gotta do some work over the off season. Yep. Yeah, it's and gonna then, be interesting for everybody. Yeah. Above me, right yeah. there. Yeah. That's uh my grandfather's steelworker's hat from when he worked in the mill. When he retired, it has the signatures are fading, but it has the guys from the mill all signed it. Mm. All right. That's so, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a it was a chaotic weekend, and it was crazy because that snowstorm hit Buffalo. Yeah, I had a pre uh, Tretzi pre conference Sunday, so I'm like, well, I was gonna miss the second half of the game because I had was going to the pre conference. I watched the first half of the game. I'll go to the pre conference. They moved the game to Monday, and I'm like, okay, what time? And it was at four thirty, which Tretzi was over at three. But then Southwest PACT and some Northwestern PACT members, we hosted a post conference meetup. So we actually watched the first half of the game at the meetup, and then I hightailed at home in time to see my team lose. But hey, well, top you know, you can't spot twenty-one points. They made a comeback, but you can't spot yeah. a team twenty-one points. Yeah, it was tough all around. Tough all around. I mean, they uh, the Dolphins game. You know, the fourth coldest game. Um, I was reading an article last night. Said there were seventy calls to the local EMT um, of that 30 were like frostbite, 10 hypothermia, 15 people went to the hospital. And then, you know, I watched the the new Heights podcast and listening to Jason and Travis talk about it. And, um, and Travis was saying how players were putting and shoving the hand warmers in their shoes. And a couple of the players burned, you know, the front and the bottom, you couldn't feel yeah. it. And just different techniques. They were talking about what they were doing to try to, you know, stay um, warm the best you could, but just crazy. So, I mean, it is what it is. They played it out and, you know, the season rolls and my students were, you know, my Bills fans, my Ravens fans were all, you know, they were having a good time and I just laugh. I'm always like, act like you won a game before boys. It's okay. <laughs> a couple of my chiefs fans, you know, they had their jerseys on like Mr. Verto. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great game. But, you know, I said, Hey, for, for the dolphins, what a great season it was. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, a lot of positives and and we'll do you will do what we got to do but yeah so it's kind of like you know we go through we go through the time as educators you got your highs you got your lows you know tonight we're going to be talking about pre-con going on at Pete and C talking about the preview of Pete and C talking about you know um people that are the some of the keynotes that are going to be talking kind of talk about that we always have an awesome time just, just hearing about what's going to be going on and then and then rock and roll with some tech notes. So it's going to be yeah. a good one. But the the cool other focus, our tech notes, kind of go with your phone call. What are we going to be talking about with tech notes there, with Dom? We're going to do a top five FID Day idea. And I know FID Day is redundant because it's Flexible Instruction Day. So FID 
squared maybe or it should be fi d squared to be try go. to be correct for my mathematical friends uh <laughs> i call it fid day i, I don't care yeah that's what we call it yep because fit I mean, doesn't be... fit doesn't sound right. complete all right well it used to be remote day virtual day yeah now with hybrid day like it, everybody's given so many different names to it so just pick something and stick with it right yep Yep. So yeah, so that'll be interesting. We'll talk about, you know, each of us will give our top five and do a little breakdown. We're not going to go too in-depth in, in in different techniques and stuff, but that's something we can do down the road. If, if people yeah. are interested, reach out on social media, Twitter, you know, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're at, leave comments, let us know. As we're going through, if you got your top, you know, your top fit day activity you like to do, you know, feel free to throw it, throw it out there in the chat. We'll put it up on the screen and and uh, we'll share about it. Yeah. Mine's more um conceptual instead because it's and we were talking last night in the book study you know best the best tools are platform agnostic you know yep. and, and you need that so yeah i'm more with you know the concepts you can use whatever tool you have at your disposal because a fit day is not the day to introduce something new to your students it's probably not going to go well and even yeah. if it is yeah. I'm sure you'll have a couple kids and I'm not disparaging students, but I'm fairly certain there'll be a couple that will claim it didn't work and I didn't know what to do. And they're out having a good time in the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, all that good stuff that hits. Well, you know, it's odd. It's an odd week. It's Thursday in school. I like to call this Friday Eve. Yes. I tell the kids, listen, the day before Christmas was never fun. Uh, nobody cared about it, but then somebody said, you know what, Christmas Eve, and then everybody loved it. So Thursday is kind of that forgotten time. So we like to, you know, give it the name. And, uh, so we call it Friday Eve in our school now, and that's kind of like ripped through. So it's a Friday Eve. So it's not a Tuesday. It's not the first, it's not the third. We're in, you know, it's just really thrown off, but I think it's time. We kind of crank something out. What do you think? I think it's time for the PACT pod. All right, let's roll it. Welcome to the PAECT pod, a show for educators by educators. PACT is a 100% volunteer-run organization that focuses on educational technology use in the classroom in Pennsylvania and beyond. My name is Eric Verno. I am the vice president of PACT, and with me tonight, as always, my co-host. I'm Dom Salvucci. I'm the regional director of the Southwest region of PAECT. All right, we're going to be cranking with Pete and C, pre-con and preview. Episode 44. All right. So, a so lot we got of a lot going on. Um, it's been a hectic week. I kind of previewed, you know, or reviewed what I did. How was your week besides cold and snowy? Ah, well, we were off, off on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. And then we had conferences, parent-teacher conferences on Tuesday. But due to the weather, it was a FID day. Um, so we were, you know, at, you know, I was here in the pod studio. Uh, chatting with about, you know, this was one where you called those parents in and have some good conversations and kind of brass text kind of conversation. So uh, I had about, you know, 30 students, uh, 30 parents that met with, and then we roll into a two hour delay on Wednesday. Um, and then I'm like, all right, okay. So get up, you know, get ready to go to school today. I'm like, all right, it's going to be a, you know, one full day. And I've been tracking <laughs> this storm coming through. Cause as we've talked here, being the geek and 
my one principal called me out. So I'm getting emails and phone calls in my classroom now because I'll send her like screenshots of what the weather's going to do. So she, <laughs> she always laughs and gives me a hard time. She's like, don't give me a reason to be mad at you. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, weather people, 40% of the 40% chance they're right. You know? So yeah. I, as long as I'm beating that percentage, but, um, so we get to school today and I'm in there getting work done and all of a sudden, boom, power goes out. Teacher gets there and says, as I was driving down the road right near the school, a power line just, she heard a crackle pop, even with her, you know, radio playing and heater on and a power line just separated and just dropped. Oh, and wow. uh, so our big thing is when power goes out, if, if the toilets don't work at the school, that's like a dead sign. You're going home. Students bathrooms were all functional. Teachers bathrooms were not. So they, you know, they got the kids off the bus and we just rolled and hey, about an, you know, about an hour or two, it kicked in. It was starting to get cold though. That heat wasn't yeah. running. I was like, yeah, so a lot of memories of times where power went out and different scenarios where principals were handing teachers flashlights. So it wasn't that bad this time, but it was definitely a unique Thursday. And, and you know, um, before the day was over, we got the email from the superintendent just as while Dom and I were pre-gaming, prepping and talking, uh, the FID day was pushed in. So tomorrow I will be in the pod studio again and uh, students are going to be doing some work doing some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So that's why I thought, you know what, what a timely conversation, you know, we're in Pennsylvania, the weather's going, one of our guests that we're going to be chatting with weather to them is a lot different than weather to South central Pennsylvania. Maybe we'll talk a little yeah. bit about that too, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that's kind of how my week went. And, you know, like I said, looking forward to some games this weekend and, you know, a lot of, a lot of our locals, being near Harrisburg and everything, there's more Ravens fans than there are Eagles fans. There's more Steelers fans than there are Eagles fans. It's such a unique mix around here. So, of course, this, the the Steelers and the Ravens fans like to, to tangle and go at it. I can understand the Steelers fans. The Ravens fans, uh, it's just a hard – that's a hard sell for me. I know. I know. Hey, 40, you're 45 minutes away from Baltimore. You're three and a half, three hours away from Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at that, but it's interesting. I'm just surprised that when I moved here, you know, hey, many years ago, um, how few Eagles fans there were in the area. So, yeah, just find that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's wild. So a lot of good stuff going on. And uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, we got we're getting our presentation ready. I'm working on my Minecraft crafting your curriculum. And then I got asked to speak at the esports thing we have going on at PNC. So working on putting together some stuff there, talking with the Minecraft team over at Microsoft. So, um, so, you know, busy with all that jazz. we got a lot going on. Yeah. We can't fault all the Steelers fans, you know, I tell you. <laughs> keep it, in, you know, keep it on your side of the screen too. Just rubbing <laughs> it in. Oh gosh. I'll go switch this over. Technically Steelers stayed in the playoffs longer than the Dolphins did. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. We, we had a, listen, you guys climbed in. We just kind of fell out. Okay, <laughs> That's how I'm describing it. So it was definitely rough. But, you know, I obviously I enjoy our banter. I don't know how many people will listen into the pod, enjoy the banter, but we've got some important stuff to talk about. Yeah. And I think it's time. Um, I think we just we get jump right into some Pete and C talk. And I think we kind of kick it off with our pod guest. What do you think? I think it's time. We'll just jump into business. Take care of business, as Elvis would say. Elvis would say. Stumbling oh. through my vocabulary tonight. All right. I, I was waiting for a Swifty reference. All right. Here we go. Podcast. 
Hey, 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 Ann. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's great to see you guys. I know. Always great to have you on. You always know it's Pete and C time when we, we get Ann to kind of bless us with her presence on the pod. Well, thanks. I'm happy to talk about our keynotes and uh, share some information about Pete and C. Absolutely. I heard you guys right. talking about the weather. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's start off with that. What's what, what's the weather like up there? How are you guys doing up there? We actually have escaped so far. I probably just jinxed <laughs> Northwest PA. But Hold on. At not, least, not going well. At least in, yeah, exactly. At least in, in uh, south of Erie. Uh, we, we have less than an inch of snow. So hmm. I think along the lakes, lake shore, it's a little bit different up there, but um, we'll take it here in Meadville. So yeah. although the weather oh. forecast for the weekend doesn't sound too favorable. So I think we'll gotcha. be, yeah, yeah. going to cool. get it. We'll get it sooner or later. <laughs> Meet, yeah, we'll just how the lake effects, how the lake effects affect you if it has already I, or not. Yeah. yeah. yeah Meadville. Eric, if you're not familiar with that that part of the state, summertime, going to and from Erie, I hit rain in Meadville. Wintertime, snow. Rest of the time, it could be beautiful out. But Meadville, when I'm traveling, I always get weather on I-79, that, that stretch of the road. Yep. Hmm. Meadville, Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Seems I know okay. when I was driving back and forth to Erie a lot, it seemed like there was a, a curtain, if you will, that you drew I drove through that and it was like night and day hmm. get away from Edinburgh. And so it just all depends on the lake effect and the wind, wind direction. And so, yeah. All right. Well, so let, let's, let's, for the people that are listening that don't know, Anne. so we've got, let's, let's talk about her PACT resume first. So we have past president, current parliamentarian, Yes. Uh, how and you were a regional director for the Northwest at one point. Is that? Yeah, that's correct. And mm -hmm. before yeah, you became so then... president, you had to be president and vice president. True story. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 kicking around. And so, how long have you been a member of PACT? How long have you been involved? Uh, a long time. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody's checking the numbers. It's okay. Yeah, no, the numbers. All right. A long time. Let's just leave it at that. How about that, Eric? All right. All right. Okay. Linda, that's off the record. Okay. So anyway, yeah. uh, if she happens to be listening, uh, <laughs> we won't get in trouble there. So then now, so that's your volunteer job and, and you just wonderful. How long have you been involved with the Pete and C keynote with the program slash keynote? Oh, it's probably been about maybe 10 years. I'd have to go back and take a look Okay, for sure, but All I've right. been doing this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've, you've always been that yeah. constant there and, and doing a phenomenal job. And then, so the, and again, everything we just shared all the time you vested all the awesome way you've shared yourself, that's the volunteer side. So when you put your battle cape on, I'm going to work. What is your, what is your title at your, your office there? I currently work at Crawford central school district uh, located in Meville and I am the director of ed tech federal programs. I do some things with grants so not only the federal programs, but other federal grants and local. I work with uh, some community foundations, so grants and community outreach. So okay. basically say whatever my superintendent tells me that I need to do, that's what I do. You're working on. All right. That works. And you do it well. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. 
All right. So, Dom, yes. you had the Pete and C page up there. You want to put that back up there and we'll jump right into keynote talk? Yes. Great. I'm going to pull that up. I'm going to work from the back and I'm going to drop out so you guys have more space. Sure. And I will. All right. He literally dropped out. Yeah, All he right. did. <laughs> so you were mentioning about how long I've done this. Um, for folks that may be new to Pete and C, uh, there are four organizations that join forces to host and to sponsor the premier ed tech conference in the Commonwealth. And PACT is one of those. Uh, PACT is responsible for several of the roles that um, are involved in the planning and implementation of the conference. And one of those happens to be keynote speakers. So that's kind of my, um, like where I fit into all of that. Uh, we have other members of, P of PAECT that are an integral part. Um, ben Smith is our program chair. He's doing a phenomenal job. Lots of uh, great new things this, this year. Um, thanks to Ben and his team. Uh, Linda Laco works on evaluations. Uh, Brandy Broback does um, volunteers. So we have a number of folks from PACT that are involved in one way or the other. Um, we have two board members from PACT that are part of the board of managers for the conference. That it, and those two individuals are Ben Smith and Scott Snyder. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it takes a village. It takes a lot of people to put it together and a lot of great stuff. And again, um, and, and every year the mix of keynotes just is always amazing. Um, and again, then to the program and the things you're doing in, and Dom and I have highlighted, we've talked about the summits already and things that great. are going with esports, a lot of great stuff going on. So let's dive in here. We got the keynotes up on the screen. So on awesome. Monday, kicking things off, we got Richard Culotta. Yes. So excited about all three of our speakers this year. Um, as you said, we're going to kick things off on Monday the 7th with Richard Culotta. Richard, um, as some of you may know him as the CEO of ISTE, um, but as you probably know, ISTE and ASCD have joined forces. So he is the CEO of ISTE. Uh, slash ASCD. Um, he has really been focused on creating the next generation of innovative leading learners. So uh, I'm really excited to hear him talk about AI. Um, Richard has a pretty impressive background. Um, he served as the chief innovation officer for the state of Rhode Island. And I found it interesting that he was appointed by uh, President Barack Obama to lead the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Ed Tech. So he's also an author. Uh, he's a he's a busy guy. So we're pretty excited that he's coming. Um, he's going to do our keynote, and then he's doing a follow up session. Uh, many of our our listeners may be aware of his book, Digital for Good: Raising Kids to Thrive in an Online World. I know there was a book study done, I think in the Northwest region, I'm not sure about others, but um, so he he's willing to kind of talk about that. He's done a lot with digital citizenship. 
So he's going to do the keynote on Monday. Um, the session itself starts at 8. And then there's a concurrent session that immediately follows the keynote that he's doing kind of a, an informal Q&A. Come talk to Richard. Um, if there's a, a topic or something that he mentions in the keynote and there's someone that wants to dig a little deeper or have a, a more in-depth conversation, he's open to that. So um, delighted that he's willing to do um, the informal conversation as well. So looking forward to that. And those are always great where, you know, you, like literally the, the, the keynote comes off of the stage and, you know, they're in that room and just having that one-on-one -on -one conversation, you know, what's swirling through your head, just it's, it's a very safe place for you to just kind of like interact with them. And, and it's just, and he's so personable when we've gotten to see him at ISTE and different things. And um, those conversations I imagine are going to be amazing. And that's kind of, it's kind of cool that um, throughout all the different keynotes and speakers, you've kind of been able to be there, hear those conversations, see the things going on. And um, I'm sure you glean a lot from that. So it's definitely exciting. And, and I could only imagine where his, his mind is going with all the AI stuff and, and, and where we're going. If there's somebody that have a pulse, a finger on the pulse, it's going to be him. Oh, it definitely. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I know, um, even here at Covered Central, our teachers that are going are, you know, oh, he's going to talk about AI. So, yeah, there's a buzz around that. So, oh, excited. definitely. Mm -hmm. All right, and then we roll over to we got in Tuesday. Yeah, um, got Jill. Is it Siler? Siler, yes, will be okay. joining us. Um, she too has an impressive background. Um, she has been a teacher. She's been a building leader. She's been a district leader. Um, so she has recently served as the superintendent of Gunter um, ISD in Texas. Uh, she was there for about 10 years. And she now serves as the deputy executive director for professional learning for Texas Association for School Administrators. So she's been through the ranks, if you will. Um, I found it interesting that she grew up in the Rochester, Buffalo, New York area. So coming kind of back close anyway, closer than Texas. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. she, went, she went to the University of Pittsburgh. That's where she did her undergraduate work. Um, she shared that she was a collegiate swimmer there. Um, mm. She was a teacher, a coach in Pflugersville um, ISD. And those people that have been around as long as I have made, I, I think that's where Carol Teitelman went when she left Pennsylvania. Mm. Might be wrong, but um, so she's been a superintendent. Um, her her district has been recognized um, as a 2017 National Blue Ribbon School. Um, she uh, has served as the chair of the Future Ready Superintendent Leadership Network. The design team uh, where innovative leaders across Texas gather to learn, share, and grow together. So she has a passion for helping others reach their goals. So um, she's going to talk about how to thrive in challenging times. Hmm. So I think That's her perspective will be unique. Yeah, and definitely timely and um, and always good. So I, I, I always love how the keynotes kind of build on each other, how they kind of flow with the day. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. And then definitely, and, and, and to me, 
I, I knew Richard. No, the other two I'm not familiar with. So just getting to hear the new people. Um, gosh, I tell you, I'm always I'm always just blown away how you find these different people. So that's awesome. All right. So rolling into Wednesday. Wednesdays, uh, I think will be a little bit different, which I'm excited about because I don't want to give away a story. Um, but his message is about transforming your environment, um, overcoming challenges and creating positive change. And in kind of researching and, and learning more about Damon West, um, he talks about the world is a pot of boiling water and that you have three choices. He says you can be like a carrot and turn soft, be sad and weak, he says that you can be like an egg and turn hard, kind of be mean and mad, or you can be like a coffee bean where you change the water for the better and look at what positive influence you can have. So um, he's gonna talk about being a coffee bean, encouraging us to be coffee beans wherever we are planted, so to speak. And uh, I, I think it, we try to look for someone that's going to be inspirational for Wednesday to kind of leave, have everybody leave with an inspirational message as they go back to their areas of assignment. And um, I'm thinking that Damon will be uh, fit that bill very, very well for us. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds really cool. And for, for people that aren't familiar, so you come in and, and there's some pre-con stuff we'll, we'll talk about later on Sunday. Then Monday morning, you come into the big room, you know, everybody gets there and that's the first keynote. Then you, then Tuesday, you're also in that big room. You kick off Tuesday and that's the big keynote. And then Wednesday, it's a luncheon and, and then it's, it's more um, intimate, I guess, or more of an intimate setting. You're sitting with friends at different tables, you're people that you, maybe you've just met. You're, you're having, you know, breaking bread with them, if you will. You're, you're having a meal. You know, and then you're having all. There's usually always a very lovely dessert at Hershey. Yes, and um, and then and so so and I'm and as you're saying, I'm like, you know what? I always enjoy that nice cup of coffee afterwards. And then the inspirational speaker, um, has been on. And, and I will say, as a, at a fault, the first few years at Pete and C, you know, I get Monday, I get Tuesday off. Ah, you know, Wednesday's just a short day, and I didn't stay Wednesday for the longest time. I didn't ask to stay Wednesday, and the first time I stayed on Wednesday boy, did I kick myself for not staying previous Wednesdays? Cause I'm like, what you miss? Like Wednesday is, is like you said that given that inspiration, it's really that power, a positive kick in the pants to send you back to your building. Like um, it's really an awesome time. So yeah. if you have that option with your superintendent, with your school, really put in for that to stay for that half day Wednesday, um, you know, if not to catch a couple sessions to catch that last message and, Enjoy some dessert at Hershey, but don't tell yeah. the school that you want to stay for the message. So. <laughs> yeah, that's always that's so neat. Yeah, it is a great send off. Um, you know, and I've been the same way, even because it's it's three, three and a half hours to leave. I usually hit Chocolate World on the way out of town and head home. And it's like, I don't want to get home at nine, then I have to go into work. And sometimes I would skate a little early, and it, it's worth staying for that ending keynote because it, it's a nice way to wrap up. Everything you've learned, everything you've taken, it's a great, as Ann said, a great inspirational message and sends you on your way. Right. 
Right. So the Monday and Tuesday keynotes are at eight. The session begins at eight, and then they'll um, talk after you know, kind of housekeeping kinds of things. And then Wednesday, Damon, uh, the session begins at eleven thirty, and usually there are a couple of announcements. And then Damon will get right um, to it, and then lunch will be served after that. So. Yeah. If and, before the keynotes, stop by the PACT booth. If you're a PACT member, the regional directors will be having uh, a little coffee and hot chocolate hanging out there talking. If you're not a PACT member, stop by, learn about PACT, join up, either a free member, premium member, come check us out. Yeah, I also wanted to mention too that Jill has agreed to do the informal kind of Q&A after her session. So just like we talked about with Richard, if anybody wants to um, follow up with Jill, um, and I think Eric, you said it best, it's kind of those two sessions will be in Crystal A, which are the room, Crystal A is uh, downstairs, really, I think the largest breakout room that we have. And uh, so she's agreed to do a Q&A um, there. And then Monday and Tuesday, following that informal Q&A session, um, Barnes and Noble will be on site uh, to sell books. So they've been great. It's the Barnes and Noble at Camp Hill. Um, Stephanie, who uh, I'll just give a shout out to her. She's been phenomenal. I've been working with her for a number of years. And uh, so looking forward to that as well. So we'll be selling um, the books Monday and Tuesday. And I, and I was actually going to ask that because I wasn't positive if each of them had a books. I know we do usually try to partner with Barnes yeah. and Nobles and you can get them signed right there. So I guess that that is what you just said. So they will be there and that's a possibility. Yes. Yeah. We'll have um, digital for good. That's Richard's book. Um, digital for good, raising kids to thrive in an online world. And Jill's book is thrive through the five. Um, not sh too sure. We're still confirming Richard's, uh, schedule whether he'll be able yep. to be there to sign books um jill will be so but um gotcha. okay. working through that well and if you already have it you can kind of try to sneak it into the session you never know yeah. right sure <laughs> don't tell don't tell anybody you heard it here just don't don't write yeah. out <laughs> yeah. now that's awesome that is i've cool. been able to, right. to go down to those sessions with the keynotes and they're phenomenal they're you know get to sit in Sometimes you can't get in, sometimes you can, but you get, the, you know, you guys were saying a more in-depth discussion on things and they answer questions and more interactive than when they're up on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like what Eric said. They, they're like off the stage and it's, yeah. it really is designed to be more of an informal conversation really. So, yeah. Hey. And Dom, it's important for us to finally tell you it's been many years, but um, everybody can get in. They just usually block you. So, <laughs> so nobody else thank you hey, won't get in. That's I, just Dom. I was Kevin Honeycutt's groupie. I got to carry the uh, oh, okay. iPad robot down the one year. Cool. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying? Good. Yeah, I was going to say, too, if uh, folks that are listening, that's really where we get uh, names for speakers. So it's not too early to think about 2025. So if you know of some, I like to talk to people who have seen the speakers, who have actually heard them. Um, I get a lot of like just 
you know, cold call, if you will, email, hey, you know, I'm this great speaker, wouldn't you love to book me for the conference? And um, I wanna talk to people that have heard the speakers um, before we actually, you know, go down that path. So if you know of some great speakers, uh, feel free to drop me an email or catch me at the conference or whatever. I'd appreciate that. Awesome. All right. Very good. Well, we, it, I, we truly appreciate, again, always having you on. Um, again, even on this unique day, since it's not the normal kind of pod night. So I truly appreciate that. And thank you so much. And I know you need to turn those lights off, shut that door and get home. So I think we'll let you get on with your day. And truly, thank you so much, Ann, for everything you've done for PACT over the years, everything you do for Pete and C. And just thank you for being you because you are awesome. We truly appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate thank you, you guys too. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity to share information about our keynotes. See you, Pete, and see. All right. See you soon. Right. Take care. All righty. Take care. All right. Awesome stuff. Right. Always awesome I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm going to hit a I'm, button here and hopefully things don't uh -oh. go Tom's again because it, and it did. Oh, there whoa, we go. Oh, it showed you again. Get that off of there. There's two hey, of me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen, Dom, yeah. they broke the sorry. mold for a reason. They broke the sorry mold. About, sorry about the glitch. I, I think Eric hit a button and, and shut down my internet. He, he does have a button over there. That's it. You outrank me, so you're you you have that power. <laughs> I try to find something that looks like a button. All my no buttons and my noise buttons are in my classroom and my desk. <laughs> I don't have any here, so nothing to make it look like it. But I will make a silence Dom button. We'll have for the next pod. I'll have to work on that one. Just, just give right, me something awesome to hold. And I can't talk with my hands full. <laughs> That's it. Throw something at him so he's got to catch it. All right. Well, great stuff. Keynote talk. You know, I think we need to. Um, continue on. So we were able to, so, so every year, um, one of PACT's um, phenomenal programs, um, and obviously our listeners agree because some of our most listened to podcasts are our KTI, Keystone Technology Innovator yeah. Summit recaps. Um, and so we truly love this program. I've uh, been through the program and uh, I've been, uh, been through the program. Dom's been through, we've had the, we get the opportunity to go there and, and, in the summer working at Shippensburg University. Um, and so we do a pre-con at Pete and C. So there are several pre-con things that are uh, available. So if you would go into, let's see, pull up the program here. And on Sunday, so on Sunday for pre-con, we have, and they're, they're offering an EdCamp Pete and C. Educators gather to share innovative ideas. So if you know what an EdCamp is, uh, they've got it. It's a free registration. You can sign up. And for a lot of the pre-con events, you don't have to be going to PNC to go to the pre-con. Uh, the <coughs> excuse me, the pre-con event that PACT is running is a KTI pre-con. And what's awesome is our uh, you know our vice president, regional directors, our president, our board. Uh, we try to enlist. Uh, different members to help with that, different people who've either been a member of KTI, a lead learner. We try to really get that different, you know, just that um, new blood, if you will, to kind of get to come in and help with different things. So we're going to hear from Melissa Krenzer here shortly. Um, yes. And she is out of the, is she uh, Northwest. Northwest? Okay. She's the, Northwest. She lives close to the border between North and Southwest. All right, Dom loves breaking down the Pennsylvania stats and information. So yeah. <laughs> 
I, I uh, teach. But anyway, I teach geography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she she's going to come on and talk about. She's one of the uh, one of the people that are helped run. They've created it. They're going to be running the precon event at Pete and C. So we will invite uh, Melissa and Dom a pre-recorded interview here. So all right, let's take a listen and see what's going on at precon. Right. Hello, and welcome to this pre-recorded segment of the PACT pod. In this segment, we have a special guest, Mrs. Melissa Krenzer. She is on the KTI Precon Committee. She was kind enough to uh, be the spokesperson and tell us a little bit about the KTI Precon. So hang on, and we'll be right back. The PACT pod would like to welcome our special guest to the pod, Hello, Melissa. How are you today? Hey, good. Trying to stay warm on this cold day. Yeah, cold and snowy outside here, too. Um, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you with your day job and some other things you do besides being a pre-con organizer. What else do you do for PAECT? So I, I teach sixth grade math in Grove City Middle School. This is my first year in the middle school. So it's been an adventure with middle school sixth graders. Um, I also am a lead learner for KTI the last two years for the summit, and I am on the regional board for the Northwest region. I am the treasurer, and so excited to be here to talk to you about all of our um, planning. We've put hours into pre-con coming up, and can't wait to share it with you. Yeah, KTI pre-con is always good at Pete and C. I'm going to start off with where you can register. It took me a second because well, it's... It's a Thursday, but it feels like a Monday. Um, I'm going to pull this up, and I'm going to drop out of the feed. I will let you. Right, so if you go to the PAECT.org website and uh, navigate to the calendar, you can see on February 5th, it is a blue square. Click on the blue square for pre-con. It starts at 1 p.m. It goes till about 3 o'clock. We will be at the Hershey Lodge. And um, the rooms are the Nigerian room and the Trinidad room. So near the main ballroom. And so click on there and register. Let us know to expect you so we can have a count. And that will be simple and easy to do. If you're not a PACT member, you can become a member for free and sign up to join us you do not even have to attend p and c this year you can attend pre-con for free okay i am back i'm sure they it's probably better without me in there but that's okay um <laughs> working trying to scroll through on, on the split screen so you don't have to be attending p and c to be able to go to the pre-con which is nice because some people if you're in the area I got my uh, registration confirmation, so we're good. All you do is click on it. If you're a PACT member, it automatic once you're logged in, it'll automatically push um, and automatically register you if you're logged in with your PACT email or the email you use to register for PACT. If you're not a member, it's going to ask you some questions so it can get the information. But we do have the free level of membership, so if you're thinking of going, please sign up. Uh, the pre-cons are fantastic. A lot of learning. And I know from like in general, but I don't know any details as to what's going on with this one. So Melissa, what has the um, organization board come up with for this pre-con? 
So the name of our event is AI Odyssey, charting a course for the stars. We knew we wanted to do something with AI, but we also wanted to be more engaging than your normal session, if you will. So we have gamified our session, and I don't want to like give too much information out, but there will be prizes and there will be challenges. Will there be prize patrol? There will be the prize patrol, of course. Nice. Those of you who have been at Summit know the prize patrol well. So I am excited that you can come and learn. And most importantly, KTI always, always, always all about connections and seeing people face to face that we haven't seen in a while and just touching base before the conference begins. It's going to be an amazing time, and I'm super excited about it. We've um, put some a lot of time into it. There's been a committee of several of us, Tracy Andrews, Sue Allen, Addie Woolos, Ryan Bedoya, and Keith McRae. So we're all going to have a small part to play in the event, and we just can't wait to see everyone there. I'm looking forward to it. I registered. I saved my registration just for this episode so I can go in and register pre-con last year was great i try and hit pre-con every year there's yes. always good things going on plus like you said seeing you know old friends meeting new friends always a good time so you can't we can't give away too much melissa's keeping tight-lipped on the specifics but two hours of learning interacting ai is a big thing we have the ai book club uh, going on right now we just had our, our meeting last night a lot of good discussion, so I'm looking forward to this. Thank you, Melissa. Anything else yeah. you'd like to say while you're on? No, I appreciate you uh, helping us get the word out, and I hope to see everyone there. So one thing before I let you go. Yes. I always ask people about uh, – it's a twofold question. What is your teaching superpower, and if you had a superpower, what would you want it to be? <laughs> My teaching superpower. Well, I mentioned the word gamification because that's my jam. I gamify my classroom. This year, I've decided to go fully in and do. I'm doing like a, almost a Dungeons and Dragons weekly game with my class, where they do oh, a cool. dice game just ten minutes at the end of the the week, and they look forward to it all week, and they get rewards. And I hide um, I hide power up cards throughout the building, and they can level up to different levels. And it's all like I said, a Star Wars theme. Um, so they're going up against stormtroopers or Darth Vader. And so I guess my superpower would be engagement because the kids just love my math class and they love playing my space game. Um, real superpower, I, I would have to say to fly. Like that would be very, very that, amazing to be able to fly. That has given me like a huge dilemma in, in my head is because I'm afraid of falling from heights. And we talked about that in the one episode. I'm not going to revisit it. I'll probably put it on a TikTok because I, I totally confused my kids one day, my honors class, when I was, you know, kind of stumbling through it in my head out loud in front of them. And they were like, OK, this is kind of scary. But flying <laughs> is a cool superpower. But for those of us who are afraid of falling, I don't know how we would handle it. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, I will see you at pre-con. Yeah. And looking forward to that. Take thank care. You. And thank you for being here today. Sure. Have a good one. You too. All right. Good stuff there. She does an amazing job. Oh, look at you jumping right in. I tell you. <laughs> You're eager. You're excited. All right. So good. Yeah. Good stuff. Excited for that pre-con gamification. Yeah.
keeping it close to the vest. I listen, I appreciate your interviewing skills, trying to get it out of her. She was tough. She was keeping it, keep, you know, she was trapped door, not letting it, letting the secrets out. So yeah, I don't want to push too hard because we lose guests if we push too hard. So <laughs> listen, she would have used her superpower and flown away. So yeah, we, we don't good. have Pat McAfee's budget. We can't be throwing money around to get people on per yeah. episode. Hey. So Hey, FanDuel's listening. We're okay. So give us a call. All right. Okay. We're, we're looking for looking for that big sponsorship check. Awesome stuff. All right, man. Good stuff. So yeah, now um, I think it's time for us to kick into uh, some techno work. So our our focus is talking about fid days. Yes. All right. So uh, I will let you see. go first, sir. I'll okay. defer to you. I will, I will crank it off. So let me quickly kill that and let's get this and rolling here we go i will step out while you present all right the floor is yours all right so let's look at this here so we gotta go and all right so we are going to talk about our top five fid day apps so dom and i both kind of took some time and looked at some different things that we like to use and utilize in the classroom uh, to help us kind of make, you know, fit days a little bit easier to manage. So um, we had a while where our team was working with the remote students and things of that nature. So um, utilizing some different tools uh, became kind of, you know, very crucial and important for us to do. So um, one thing, you know, we talked about being platform agnostic. So starting off with, you know, my love of Microsoft, um, but in the Clinton school, we use Google Classroom, Google Slides. So my number five, is the combination of Google Classroom and Google Slides. What I like about using this is you can pull any content you have, but what I like is when you're remote and the kids are working. Now, everybody has a different way they do fit days, but we jokingly tell our students we're going to, we're, we're stalking their online work throughout the day, checking off that they're getting things completed. And so what I like about uh, Google Slides is when I have it open, um, I kind of have some things pulled so the kids' names are hidden, but you'll see the little icon here. Uh, that'll show up on the screen. Uh, my thing's not showing right properly right over here uh, that when they're active on that slide, their little avatar will show up. Um, so you can easily see it. I just like that. You can like use the arrow and click through. And I just, you know, put a blitz, the blank thing out there and you can go through and immediately see all of their work with just the click of your mouse. And so it's nice to be able to see a lot of kids work at, um, quick intervals and just to check where they're at, you can shoot messages, put private comments. So my number five, Google Classroom and Google Slides. All right. So let's roll into my number four. Look it. All right. I love the utilization of look it. You can discover, you can look up a lot of things. So again, as Dom was saying, you know, what's, what, what is important is you're not creating, you're not using or teaching new content on a fit day. Kids are doing some review. You've stopped at a certain spot. I told my kids today, hey, tomorrow you're just going to do some practice with X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be. You can create your own items. You can pull them in. But what I like is, so say we're doing Wonders of the World. I'll just pick this random one. I like that you can assign as homework. So obviously I'm not going to be where they're with it, but I can set up the game and I could push it out to whatever my LMS is and the kids will work on it at whatever time they get there. Uh, they'll still go up against other people. They do pull in. Uh, previous people who've played that game or maybe utilized and answered questions in that data set, they kind of keep it in their back end. So they are competing against people, 
it's just not live with the, the kids in the class. I do tell the kids, Hey, if you like call each other and you're like, Hey Dom, dude, I'm going to hop on. I'm going to do this assignment that Mr. Verno had. All right. Why don't you hop on at the same time that you'll probably end up in that game together, competing against each other as well as other kind of like ghost people. So my number two or my number four working backwards would be look it. All right. So I do teach math uh, in school. So Right now, book it free. Your Google has from Google Slides. Your school pays for that. Free for the educator. All right. Number three is one that we pay for as a building, but is really cheap, but they do have a free version to go with it. So it's actually MobyMax. Um, so MobyMax, let me log in here. Uh, sometimes my, when I'm sharing screens, it acts a little different. All right. So what I like is you, in here, you're, you create your assignments. You can go into your curriculum. Or I teach math, work with fact, fact fluency. You can pull up the assignment you want. You can assign it. But to me, what the, the reason why I picked this as a top app to utilize, that you can have this open and whoop, let me sign it again. And they have a live real-time tracker. So when we, oh, again, my screen. So I, there's a real, right here is the live real-time tracker right there. So when I click on it, as the students are logged in, it'll show their name, what they're working on, and how much time that's being spent. So in the classroom, this is one thing that I'll have the kids do during rotations. And I'll actually have, uh, like, I'll have it as one of my tabs on my, I use a service device with my group. And when the kids are working in the book, I will quickly just scan it, look at that live real time. And I can tell if the kids are actively working on what I have assigned. I do that the same remote now. Again, there's a long time where they're able to do their work, but I'm able to pop in and spot check at different moments. Our kids getting on, our kids doing work. So that's why I put MobyMax at my number three. All right, my number two, Edpuzzle. Love me some Edpuzzle. So I use this a lot for my science classes. I do use it a lot in my math. Um, and I just love the ability that I can actually look at Edpuzzle Originals there, there's different things here. So if I want to look up, say, science, all right, so I want to focus on sixth grades, middle school science, all right, and they have some different video clips that they've created. I've been able to pull in some content, um, some math antics, if you're a math teacher, is always good. Uh, Phineas Ferb, the kids love that when we were talking about calculating speed, all right, who doesn't lo love Mark Rober and his uh, squirrel uh, mechanism? So I was able to pull that video in the show. And then you're able to go in, and you're able to set different questions throughout the video. So the kids are, I, I always tell the kids, I joke with them. I'm like, listen, I'm giving you a really cool video for you to watch. I'm going to ask you a few questions just to make sure that it's actually you and you're understanding what it is. One of the powers of Edpuzzle, I can go back and have it replay the little snippet if I happen to miss it because I talk to the kids about, you know, sometimes I'll be watching and my mind wanders just zoning out. That might happen. So you can go back and you can listen to it. And I, and I tell them how, you know, back in the day uh, when I was a kid or when I was first teaching where we would just show that Bill Nye video and when the video was over, here's a paper with 10 questions for you to work on to see, you know, how well you retain the information. This is just a, a great way to do it. Uh, another, like we, I use Edpuzzle a lot. Play Posit would be another one that uh, is a great resource for you. And if you're looking for a really cool physical science content, NBC has this NBC News Learn, um, and they have Science of the Olympics, and there's some there's Winter Olympics, and there's Summer Olympics in there, and the kids love watching the stuff about the bobsled, the fact that 
ice skating, ice hockey, and speed skating had the word skate in it, but they're different styles of skating shoes or boots and what they call them. So it's cool when we watch those videos and they learn a lot because for the record, the first time I watched the videos, I learned a lot watching those videos. All right. And my number one, um, FID day app is formative. It used to be go formative. Now they're just going by formative. I love using formative. Uh, first, their library is very extensive of things you could look up. Um, and that, for the record, we, you know, the book series that we use in school, I was actually able to find a teacher that went in and created questions that go right from the book. So when the kids are working in class, every so often I'll assign it. They're doing work in the book. And the reason why I like formative with that, they can type their answers on formative and it gives them an automatic, do they have it right? Do they have it wrong? And I always said it that they can go back in and they can make changes. So it's kind of like auto, it's auto correcting them. And I said it that they can make as many changes as they want until they get it right. And then they, they will hand me the, they'll tear out the page in their book. They'll submit that. And I'll also see on formative how they're doing now. Um, just for instance, let's pull into an assignment that I, I used a little bit ago. As the kids are answering, this will fill up across the row here and it'll show me what questions were answered. So this was when we started and we didn't finish, but I could immediately get a look. Let me zoom in a little better here for everybody. Let's see here. There we go, a little better. So as I'm looking, I could say, okay, my orange math class, all right, nobody got question one done. Um, somebody attempted question number two, got 0%. In my other class, 71% correct on question one, 100% on question two. As the kids are working, I'm not going to, uh, well, let me do this. I'll pull this off the screen, protect the names of the innocent, and I will open up this one here. And as you scroll through, as the kids are working, so in real time, you can see these marks. Green, they got it right. All right, they got it right. They got this one wrong. It'll show up with a gray outline when they're on question four. So working remotely, kids working on FID day. If this is assigned, I can have this up on one of my monitors. And it's just viewing when a kid logs in, their name will get a, a solid circle next to it so you know they're online. And as they're working through, they're, you're getting a, a green, you're getting a red, you're seeing that instant feedback. They're getting the instant feedback to change it. You can always shoot a message to them if they have problems or questions. So it's a great way to do that. Again, when we're doing rotations in class, I'll set this up as one of the independent activities because I can have it on a little a separate tab that I can scan as the kids are working and just see, you know, if they're doing, if there's several reds in a row, I can have my kids work and then I can walk over, just tap, you know, go just put a hand on the shoulder and just say, Hey, Dom, looks like you're struggling a little bit. You got any questions? And it's either going to be, yeah, I do. And I can help him real quick. Or it's, he's going to be like, Oh wait, all right. Mr. Verno knows that I'm kind of not really doing this and he can go back and make those corrections. You know, all those, all those different things come into play. But again, on a fit day, that ability to kind of still have eyes on what they're doing and to be able to check it out and for them to get immediate feedback is really important. So, my top five. Uh, so looking through the list. All right. So at five, Google Classroom. At four, look it. At three, MobyMax. And by the way, for a building license, $600 for the year. So as far as math programs go, a very cheap uh, avenue for you to go if you've not done that yet. 
Uh, Ed Puzzle is my number two. And number one, Formative, rounding out my top five FID Day apps. All right, Dom. What do you Very think? Very impressive. Very impressive. I missed Ed Puzzle in my thinking, but it, today was a kind of chaotic day. But yeah. I like that. And you can pull in the review activities. I like Ed Puzzle because you could see how much of the video the kids are watching, how the questions go. And, you know, there's a lot you can do with it. I use that a lot in my classroom. Now, today, mm -hmm. just to, you know, it pulls in a little football, pulls in a little uh, fit day talk. So to have my kids just practice true, we've used it before, but I just got these groups every six weeks. We, we rotate what groups we have. So they've been six weeks without having me in class. So now they're in science. So we were reviewing Newton's laws of motion and the NFL channel just put on YouTube because um, uh, the paraprofessional on our team was actually filming this with her camera on Monday. Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Good Morning Football. And he was breaking down the physics, Newton's laws of motion, behind the tush push or the brotherly yeah. shove. So I was going to show the video anyway. And then when it came out on YouTube, because I didn't like she just you know took the video off the screen. So I was like, OK, there's that little bit of, you know, I don't want to put it on this public site. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, but now it's on YouTube. So I was able to pull it in and just pop in a couple questions. And again, I just made it very light. There was just three questions in there just for the kids to get that feel again of how to do it. And we got to watch a little, you know, little uh, video about the Eagles uh, infamous tush push <laughs> and the brotherly shove. So, so pretty funny, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so definitely, like I said, the top five. And again, for me, I, you know, you may have apps that you think are better email us, write us, and we'll definitely share those. But the, the common thread is the ability for me to be able to kind of like see real time how they're doing. So if things are, you know, going bad, I can kind of, you know, try to step in, intervene when needed or, you know, provide guidance and help. So, yeah. all right. So I'll stop talking. That's my top five. Where are you at? Uh, well, I'm going to add one thing about Ed puzzle. I like right. what I like about Ed puzzle is you can, I'll put directions and I'll put notes in where I'll, I'll tell the kids, Hey, pay attention. This is coming up. Focus on this. This is what I focused on. Or you could actually put in voice or video clips to explain to the kids and break the video down. So even though you're not in the room with them, you can put explanations in for the kids working mm -hmm. through the lesson to give them a little extra support. Yeah. So that's always a nice yeah. thing. So many good things. All right, well, here we go. Let's kick this transition, and we're going to do – we're going to give it a throwback to Kalahari, Pete, and C with this PACT pod techno transition, and Dom will be here when we come back. Okay, so I have my top five FID Day activities, engaging, fun, and easy for all. So – we're going to start reverse order with number five. Little sound effects there because I have control of the screen. <laughs> so if I go here, let me let's see if I get this scrolling forward. Might be having trouble, but I had sound effects. So let me, and it's not going to work this way. Oh, for goodness sakes. There we go. Fun ideas for FID. 
Number five, a review day. Eric gave you some specific tools. I like the fact that, you know, I mentioned earlier, uh, platform agnostic, something the kids have used all the time. There's so many tools out there. Um, Eric mentioned formative, look it, uh, quizzes. I use review game zone, Quizlet, um, study stack flashcards. There's all different types of games. There's more than I've mentioned out there. Take something you use regularly, regularly in your class and give the kids a day. Okay, go back, use your notes, um, review what's going on in class. How well, like I just did an exercise with my students. Um, use some AI, came up with some questions based on the notes I inputted um, into the AI tool. I went through, I edited things and they weren't just rote memorization or, or basic uh, knowledge off of the notes that had them thinking. And we did a couple days of working on that in my classes. And I asked the kids, okay, you have the notes. Some of you take good notes. How well are those notes going to help you answer questions? Like, can you use that information or you used to copy what was on the board and have no understanding of it? So a day like this, have them go in, give them some review questions, use whatever platform you like, but have the kids do the review work. They can take a screenshot of their results. A lot of these tools allow you to watch in real time, as Eric mentioned, as to how they're doing. When they're done, have them take a screenshot. Our students don't necessarily have to be online with us, synchronous throughout the day. I teach high school, so I have a lot of kids who have other activities going on. They're helping uh, siblings. They might be watching siblings. Some kids will go to work. Um, some kids will go outside, and I'll talk about that later, and, and you know, make money for the family or for themselves. So they might not necessarily be on when you're on. So they take a screenshot, upload that into the LMS, and they have, um, you know, the here's what they did. Here's their score. And it saves you from having to go in and scroll through all the reports to find out all the students and everything that they've been doing. So we're going to move on to number four. Hopefully the sound is coming through my microphone. Number four, offline activities. Um, not every kid is going to have a very reliable or high-speed internet. My district goes from small town America to residential communities to farmland. So some students don't have a lot of bandwidth to work with. You have to keep ideas that are useful for them. Common lit, you can either print out the packets. Common lit is a free level. There's also a pro level or um, have some Google doc information set up or even just link that into the LMS because common lit doesn't take a lot of bandwidth and you can use that on your phone. If kids can make TikToks, if kids could watch TikToks or scroll through Instagram, they can access Common Lit. For us, reading on the phones might be a little more difficult, but for kids, they do a lot of that anyway. Common Lit has short passages. Um, as you work through it, you have the guided reading questions you can activate. Then you have the comprehension questions afterwards. You don't have to have them write, or you can make that an offline activity where they would write, and when they come back into school, they turn it in for you. If for some reason students don't have um, internet access at home for whatever reason or their internet is down, you can give them, you can print up a packet ahead of time. Like we knew ahead of time today, not that we were going to have a FID day, but it was a possibility. And I know some of the schools, the younger kids get packets that are sent home, but you could send a packet home with a student and say, hey, 
you know, your internet's been acting up. Mine crashed earlier because of the, the weather outside. Um, and I got dropped off the, the podcast here. Here's a packet. Take it home. If we have a fit day, work on it. If not, you know, bring it back. We're good. So offline activities are good to have for those students that don't necessarily have strong internet access. And in some cases, you know, people are losing power. Um, there were a number of districts in our region. We had a windstorm come through last week or the week before. And one school went virtual because there are some students without power. Now, those kids obviously can't do work that day. But if they had a packet or they had some offline activity, they could sit, hang out, and read because the weather necessarily wasn't bad. It was just very windy um, the, you know, that came, came through that day. So moving on to number three. Student con content creation. I have to give Mr. Verno some credit on this one. It was a rough day. I was having a mind, um, mind blank moment. And he's like, you have students create stuff all the time anyway. What about that? So one thing you do, and this opens up the creativity on the students and some of the stuff we're doing in our um, AI book study. You know, that's one of the skills, creativity, collaboration, and, uh, you know, emotional intelligence. These are skills that people are going to need moving forward. So student content creation, have them create some sort of short project, a media of their format. It could be, you know, drawing, painting, music, poetry, whatever they want to do, create a story, a format of their choosing, have them show what they've been learning in the uh, current class content. They can either post it online. If they have internet, they can create it, bring it into school, depending on what they're doing but have it related to the class content. And that's giving them freedom of choice. You can set the standards ahead of time with the students as to what the expectations are and let them run with it. And you could bring it, like I said, you could bring it back in, um, you know, digital format. They can take a picture of something they created physically, or they could bring that into school if they're doing like a regular poster type thing um, with paper stickers and whatnot. So three is content creation. We're going to move on to number two, one of my favorite tools. Number two, Goose Chase. Have some of these queued up. If you have a free um, account, that's okay. If you have a paid, a paid teacher account, have those set up. Um, virtual Goose Chase, Treasure Hunt, however you want to phrase it, but Goose Chase is the proper term. That's better than any old-fashioned web search. Uh, my students love, in fact, kids that I had that have graduated that I've run goose chases with. They've come back and you know, open house with their siblings. Like, hey, are you, are you doing a goose chase this year? Have you done this over the holiday? And they remember that stuff. And they're a nice digital fun thing. If you have, um, depending on the weather, like the other day when we were negative 14 degrees, not a good day to have kids outside doing a goose chase. But in the house, you can do a digital one as opposed to going outside, <clears throat> excuse me. So goose chase, great tool for a fit day. Now my last one, number one, can be somewhat controversial for some people, but that's okay. Um, 
It's the fun day in the snow or indoors. Last year, we didn't have any fit days. We didn't have a lot of snow uh, in Western Pennsylvania. Some people aren't real keen on this, but I am a firm believer that kids need to be kids. Um, so I don't see any issues with this as long as it's not the only thing you do on every fit day. Um, in the past, and I'm not sure how I'm going to run with my fit day tomorrow, but I've done, you know, go outside. Um, here's your assignment. Take a picture of you having fun in the snow, helping a neighbor, going out, earning money if you're working, uh, shoveling sidewalks or whatever. Take a picture. It must be school appropriate. Upload it to, we use Schoology, upload it to the um, assignment, and you're going to get points. Or if you don't like being outside in the snow, show me your favorite school appropriate activity when you're stuck indoors. And it could be, you know, kids sitting there reading, drinking hot chocolate, playing games if they're uh, streaming games. Some kids, you know, pointing and, and hollering because they don't like the snow. They're summer people. Take a picture, upload it. Um, has to be school appropriate. And go from there. Because kids do need to be kids. And sometimes we forget about that. One of the ideas I'm toying with, and it depends on the weather, like I said, if it's going to be miserable and not uh, good for them to be outside, I'm not going to have this assignment. I'll give them something else, one of the other four ideas. But I thought about doing this as a basic unit and then say, okay, since I do have students that aren't necessarily going to be online synchronously tomorrow, I always tell them, like, I'll be around, I'll be you know, at my computer if you need me. Send me an email, I'll open up a Zoom room. I'll be there to support you if you need help. If not, you're fine. They have until we come back into school on Monday to get the assignment that I'm giving them done. If they get it done tomorrow, I'll give them five extra enrichment points. It'll be a five out of five in a grade book. Um, if I do this type of project, what I will do on top of that is, instead of just giving me a static photo, if you do a flip, um, if you do, it's basically a TikTok, but they could do a flip. They could do some sort of video. They can do like jazz up instead of a still photo. Give me something more. I'll add another layer on to kind of get them using the creativity skills they have, applying them to an educational setting. Because that's the thing. A lot of the kids do these creative items. They just don't do them for school and they're not comfortable doing them for school. We have to bridge that gap between, okay, you, you know, you can post pictures on and art on Instagram. You could do stuff on TikTok. Now let's do it in an appropriate educational setting and getting them moving that way. So these are more, instead of specific tools, general ideas, but it meets the um, theme of top five fit day activities. And that, everybody, is my, those are my top five fit day activities. So Mr. Verno is back. Yes, sir. Good stuff, man. I, I yeah, like I, I, I listen. I appreciated the uh yeah. the assist. Hey, you know what? For the record, the presentations you and Canva, the noises it makes and everything, like that's up your alley. You need to work on getting down, getting all those keys down, the secret keys to get stuff, you know, drop the mic, this and that. The Canva presentation is sharp. I got I, I'm trying to work on pulling a lot more of my stuff over there. So <laughs> Yeah, I was using was I was using my phone with with sound. Um, oh, okay. Because, That's why it was a little quiet. All right. Yeah. Be, well, 
like I said, today was today was a rough last couple of days being out Monday, kids coming back, um, you know, doing a lot of building things. Grades were just due. Kids are shifting schedules. So it's been a little bit crazy and, and dealing with that. And the winter blues are hitting school hard. So you're talking with kids about different things. So I didn't really have time. And when I came home with the weather being such as it is, I've heard the snow truck, snow plows go up and down the, the hill a couple of times. I didn't have time to, to go full bore on my Canva presentation. Gotcha. All right. Well, okay. So that's why I was a little quiet. I thought, oh, he just didn't choose to share the, you know, the computer audio and he it, it's picking it up on the microphone. That makes more sense. So, all yeah. right, good stuff. Well, hey, you know, so now, um, so hopefully all those people who are listening, when you, if you're listening down the road, you're able to take one of those two tidbits that either I or Dom shared again. If you have something, you know, you could do send us a video of you sharing, demoing something that you really think is beneficial uh, for a fit day activity. Um, just email us the information. You know, we'll share it. Send you know on the socials. Kick us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever the case may be. Blue Sky, wherever you're at. Um, Mastodon, you know, wherever you are. Um, and then let us know. We'll we'll make sure you know we'll we could do an addendum or add some things down the road or stop us at Pete and see. Um, and Tuesday's our presentation, I believe, at Pete and C. So stop us and chat with us there. So awesome stuff. All right, man. Well, we need to talk a little bit about what is going on with PAECT. Yeah. Um, there's we just finished up some items in the southwest. We have a tentative. I'm gonna send an email out after this. We have a possible event going on Saturday at Flex Space in Pittsburgh. It depends on the weather. Um Talking with Aaron at Flux Space, I have, you know, I got emails from people. They're looking forward to Saturday, but it's going to depend on the weather. If this snowstorm wraps up in Western PA like it's supposed to by Friday night and just have flurries into Saturday, we're a go. If for some reason this snowstorm bogs down, we're going to have to revisit. So we're going to make the final decision tomorrow, and I will send out information to all the people who are registered. We may have to postpone it. But we're going to try and have everything go for Saturday because I am getting emails from people like they're, they're fired up for this. So we have that going on. Um, we have the book study going on for the next couple of weeks. And we have some online uh, synchronous online training through Teachers First going on on Tuesdays. Yep. Yeah, we had, uh, the, like I said, you said the book study kind of rolling. We got the. Flux space. There's the different we got. So next week we have Google, Google My Maps Basics with Teachers First, and then the 30th Engage and Inspire with fake websites. Um, and I believe the 31st of January is the last day of the book study. Yes. And then rolling into February, and we're kicking off February. That uh, that that should be Sunday there, the fourth, with the Pete and C KTI Precon. So, and that will not be the sign up for that is not on Pete and C's website. It's on PACT's website. You'll click on the calendar, go into the event and register right there. Like we showed you in the video. Um, you know, so that's, that's registered reg registration through PACT. It is free. Yep. Excellent. And like I said, here's the thing. And I, I don't know if the library goose chase did happen with South central, but as you mentioned, goose it chase is, it is going to be happening. Okay. It's going to be right. happening. 
awesome. So they'll be kicking that off. And then just to give a quick preview, again, Pete and C is happening February 4th through 7th. The pre-con is on the 4th. And then we will, uh, South Central will be passionate about Pete Zoom. Um, and that's the post-Pete Zoom that'll be happening statewide and out of state for people to come on and share about things they learned. Um, you know, things that they took, they, the information they took from Pete and C. And if you're not able to attend Pete and C, it's a great opportunity for you to go in and glean off of some of the other members who were able to be there and, and sharing about what they were passionate about, what they learned about and the exciting things that did occur during Pete and C. Yeah, that is open to everybody. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and same with the library, um, Sue Allen, South Central Regional Director last night in the book study mentioned that that is going to be going on. Um, so I'm looking forward to the library use chase. I'm going to try and jump in on that. Yeah. Awesome. Very That's cool the best stuff. way to learn these tools to use in your classroom too, is use them yourself. Yes. The teacher needs to become the student and help learn <laughs> it. Definitely. You learn by application, right? You got to learn by doing. So it's yeah. always very beneficial. So, man, a lot of great stuff tonight. Tech notes, you know, way to knock those out of the park. Awesome having Ann on. Appreciate Melissa taking time out of her day yep. to pre-record that interview. So I appreciate you, Dom, taking time out of your day to work with her on that. And great stuff happening in PACT, and it's only great because of our members. So I think it's time for us to kind of close, uh, make sure we get opportunity to thank cool. our sponsors. But, you know. Cool. Before we thank our sponsors, I want to throw a little tidbit out to my students. Oh, yeah, there we go. Since we are FID tomorrow, I am going to throw this into Schoology. We have a special bonus word of the podcast. And this is actually a bonus phrase that goes with the weather. This gets um, special pink pink waving on us. This yes. Is very, very, it, very. Okay. Much to the chagrin of my wife and daughter, I geek out when we get this kind of weather. And instead of saying park in the middle of the driveway so I could run the snowblower up both sides of the driveway. I say park in snow formation X. So Ooh. that is the key phrase snow formation X. It sounds so much cooler than park in the middle of the driveway. All right. I like it. Good stuff. So okay. That's the keyword. First person from each class period that note that can turn in the keyword to me. will get points. All right. Very cool. One of these days it'll be go fins. We'll see what we'll, we'll work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we truly appreciate everybody for watching, for listening now live or down the road, checking our links out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, um, and truly appreciate everything you do for education and for your students uh, across the Commonwealth and beyond. So remember Dom P A C T. We are the voice of EdTech in Pennsylvania and beyond. All right, let's thank our sponsors. PAECT would like to thank all of our sponsors. Venture sponsor, Eduspire, corporate council members, ClassLink, GoGuardian, ClearTouch, and our gold sponsors, Sam Labs, Howard Technology Solutions, and Teachers First. We at PAECT truly appreciate all of your support. Once again, thank you.